Welcome to this very special bonus episode of Drunk Bible Study. So after we recorded our episode with Cooper S. Beckett, we decided to keep talking, um, talking about his history with faith in general, uh, talking about some of the differences between Catholicism and Dedeker and my upbringings of being Protestant, uh, as well as things about the translation of the Bible and, and all sorts of things. So stay tuned for this bonus episode where we're going to get kind of a lot more in-depth about some of those things, as well as a lot more of kind of his like personal experience with all of this. So we've given Emily like a little bit of background about our, you know, our upbringings a little bit, but but neither of us were raised Catholic, and it's quite a different experience. Yeah. I was thinking it could be interesting to to like explain some of Just that some to basics. Emily. Okay, well, I'm, well, what were, were you two raised? I was raised Nazarene, which is like Protestant evangelical, and okay. we traveled a lot, uh, like moved around a lot when I was a kid. So we were various Protestant denominations. So we were, you mm. know, and Presbyterian. How did you and have your your wine and and bread? Well, it varied by church for me. I well, was mine was, was, yeah. Mine was, yeah, we got like the tiny little wafers and then these tiny little plastic shot glasses got handed around yep. with grape juice and we would grape drink, juice? Okay. we would drink them and then stick them in our eyeballs and then what? <laughs> get yelled at, <laughs> get yelled at by the adults. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I had, I had I actual wine, which was served to Ooh. the entire congregation from the same from cup. A single cup that they, they wiped just... down with a, Oh yeah. It's, it's like, what if somebody uh, had mono? Germ city. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I don't. Un- I I feel like, you know, if you want to track how people get cold sores, I oh, feel like uh, religion go. is right at the center of that. Oh, Interesting. Jeez. Jeez. No, well, I, I, I literally grew up on the street with my church. Wow. So we were across the street from the church. Oh, wow. And my wow. grandmother went to church every day. She... Uh, she also lived on that street, so she'd walk to church and oh. sit in for the masses every day. Wow. Um, you know, church lasts an hour-ish, you know, we, we, I mean, it's, it's, it was funny because going to religious classes and then to church on Sundays, it was like you're indoctrinated with this stuff. And I, I, like remember looking at it and being like so confident that what I was being told was true. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's such an unusual place to be now because now I am atheist without mm-hmm. question. Uh but like when I w- when I was talking about doing those uh coloring book pages of the Stations of the Cross there was no doubt in my mind that this is what happened. And I like remember vividly, well, why didn't Jesus just kick the Romans when they were trying to nail his mm. feet to the cross? Uh, and it's it's such an unusual experience, you know, and I it's it's not an unusual experience at all because so much of our yeah. culture is defined by people growing up with religion and not yeah. feeling like there's anything whatsoever weird about it. Right, right. And so, so when I talk to people who still don't feel that there's anything weird about it, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it makes, 
like I have I have this weird cognitive dissonance going on. Like I remember vividly being in the room uh, with with a, a grandparent, not my grandparent, being taken off life support. Oh, geez. Wow. And the uh, the chaplain of the hospital came in and she was a fan of the Cubs and he said As in tonight, Chicago? She's yeah, in Chicago. So she tonight she's gonna be eating dinner with uh, some Cubs guy. I think Harry Carey was involved in it. And so I, I was standing there at the corner, and it's what really made me think I don't have empathy. But I was standing in the corner, like, wait a minute. So in your version of heaven, these people have to be called down to dinner whenever one of their fans <laughs> arrives? I mean, because that's what you're telling us. Now, now, either there's one of two options there. You're telling us that to make us feel better, yeah. or you're telling us that because you actually believe that. Mm. And then on the, on the receiver side, there's one of two options. You actually believe that tonight in heaven there's going to be a banquet with all of her favorite celebrities, <laughs> mm-hmm. or... We are all acknowledging the fact that heaven is more of an abstract concept mm. than an actual place. Right. And that's where I, I kind of, I like to question it because I'm an asshole. But, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. I like to question the legitimacy of the actual person named Jesus Christ. Mm, right. Because there, you know, if you, if you, like I've done, I've done extensive reading on the subject. One of the best books ever is a book called Misquoting Jesus, which is about wow. the historical translations uh, of the Bible. Wow! And it's written by a biblical scholar, so he's giving you legitimate research information, but he's also kind of like at the same time being like, so right over here, you can see where everything got turned around right you know and now everyone's on board with this concept that was really just a mistake right six translations ago right right mm-hmm. right well it's so interesting with I, I, this started as a conversation on catholicism and now it's it's gotten into a conversation about like old testament god because uh, to me it's you know i see a very big difference between old testament god and new testament god mm-hmm. and do you? But it feels like when I was raised, I was taught about how like all these other religions and all these other cultures are wrong because their God doesn't love them, because their God yeah. doesn't mm. take care of them, because their God doesn't care about their salvation. But then I look at the Old Testament God, and I'm like, that seems kind of the same. And so if in my mind, yeah. I'm like, maybe that culture was like all those other gods that I was taught were not loving, not caring that they were the Old Testament God? Yes, that they were well that they were like the Old Testament God, you know, right. almost as though it's like this is a different God from the God in the New, New, New Testament. Well, there's there's actually a lot of uh you know, if you want to if you want to still believe in the Bible is as uh more than just a teaching tool, there is a lot of discussion over whether or not we are legitimately talking about two different gods. Mm. And mm. there's a lot of scholarly research on that. And then right. you also look at the fact that the Old Testament is the Torah. Yeah. And right. so mm-hmm. yeah. A, an entire religion decided, okay, here's where we end. And then right. we right. added one. And then you know who else <laughs> added one? The Mormons, where yes. Jesus came to Illinois. And ultimately, you have to decide, I think everybody has to decide, at what point does it become fantasy? Because at some point along the spectrum, it becomes fantasy for absolutely every religion. 
Right. Well, because at some point we just don't believe that Jesus or God is talking to people anymore. Right. Because if we did believe that, then we would have to believe all the people who say Jesus is talking to me. God Mm -hmm. is talking to me. Right. With all of it. I mean, even the Bible that we have today was pared down from a lot more religious texts that existed oh, oh, at the yes. time, right? Yeah, you oh, want to have it? a lot of fun. You look oh, at the yeah. Gnostic Gospels. And yeah, the, Emily. The Gospel the, of Mary Magdalene. Yeah, the Council oh, yeah. of... Yeah. Emily, you want to hear, hear the best part? Okay, so what? Mary Magdalene yeah. is often called the whore. But uh-huh. Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. There oh. was Mary Magdalene, and then there was a prostitute. Mary Magdalene right. was like Jesus' best friend. Oh, and then wow. there was a prostitute that Jesus hung out with sometimes. And a pope made a mistake and conflated the two. Were the sa- oh, and geez. from then on, Mary Magdalene was the prostitute. Wow. Which, you know, I mean, if you're a feminist, that's called bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've even heard some people argue that Mary Magdalene may have been Jesus's wife. Yeah, I, I or disciple. I mean, the, go- the Gospel of Thomas definitely goes into that idea that Jesus and Mary got married, mm-hmm. had children, and there mm-hmm. are legitimately scions of Jesus. Oh yeah, Dan Brown talked about and that then in his Dan famous Brown. book, yeah. The Da Vinci and, Code, and in the movie Dogma. There's <laughs> descendants. Oh, yeah. of I haven't seen Dogma in a long. <laughs> long time and so you know it's funny whenever i like i love um legitimate documentaries into what may be the basis for these stories like i love the idea that there was a flood at some point but really it only hit egypt but egypt was the whole world for the people Mm -hmm. who wrote this book Mm -hmm. and so noah built an ark and threw some animals on it and ta-da the world was flooded because right. it's a mythology, yeah. and yeah. mythology is all about big and grandiose. And so th- I, I like doing, you know, I am the least religious person I know, but doing that walk in Jerusalem would be fascinating to it, me. Let me tell you, going to Jerusalem was such a mind trip for me because seeing all these places that are like, hey, this is supposedly the real life place of this story yeah. that you have heard a hundred times right. in your childhood. And it really yeah. brought up so many feelings of like, whoa, like what do I believe? Is this real? Is this not real? I don't know. It was a really profound experience for me. I can't necessarily say profoundly negative or profoundly positive. It was just like, hmm. gave me a lot of stuff to think about. And yeah. I was, uh, that was a trip I took alone also. Like I was by myself wandering oh, through wow. Jerusalem. So it was really introspective. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it would have been as interesting for me though. I would have been like, cool. I don't know. Oh, Emily, yeah. I, I mean, like, well, it'd no, be really, if, I think it'd be really if fascinating. Not, if you're not inundated with this, because yeah. legitimately every year we watch the stations of the cross. We watch the passion play. We See, talk yeah. about Jesus's, uh, you know, we, like, all this other stuff, yeah, we dealt with fairly regularly, but Jesus's crucifixion, that was a yearly, exactly the same time. Right. You know, all the networks were showing the Jesus movies. Yeah. My mother and I would watch Jesus of Nazareth over the six nights that it was on or whatever. Wow. And, <laughs> and it was it was part of our lives. Yeah. And yeah. like I I left the church. Uh, like officially when I was about to be confirmed when oh, so you were still fairly young Emily is uh 
basically you're repeating the vows that your godparents gave when you were baptized. You know, they, they said all these things for you. Like you will renounce Satan and you believe that God is the one true God and all this. Y'all were baptized, right? Yeah. 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 Were you? Me? I'm just curious. <laughs> no. Of, I know a lot of people who are not religious at all who still got baptized. Nope. So, uh, Neither but, was my mother, and I didn't realize wow. that. Oh, really? But apparently, no, but Christian scientists don't do baptisms. She was like, I was not baptized. Christian scientists oh, don't my. do that. And oh. I was like, okay. I didn't know that. I Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't well, either. Con- confirmation is your opportunity as an adult in the church to reaffirm these truths about yourself to confirm yourself for Jesus. And I made the argument that could not be refuted to my parents. It's like, I don't believe in God. Mm. So if I go up there and say, I believe in God, I'm lying in church. Mm. What is worse? Me not getting confirmed or me lying to the priest Mm. about whether or not I believe in God, Mm. which is worse. You decide. Right. And how, how old were you at this time? Like 15? I, I feel like, yeah, over 15, 16. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, like my friends in confirmed pretty young. My friends in high school were doing confirmation yeah. and stuff like that. And you get, you get all dressed up and fancied up for confirmation, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, you can sometimes, depending on the denomination, you can take another name. Whoa. Right. As your confirmation Why? name. Yeah. Like, you, you, like a Catholic you name? become a new person in God, essentially. Wow. Well, and that will we haven't gotten to it yet, but we've previewed it a little bit for Emily about um <laughs> people's names changing through the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of that. Right. And so that's kind of I think what happens with confirmation. You can kind of be like, Oh, well, my name was Abram, but now it's gonna be Abraham. Or I'm confirmed. <laughs> I have a question. It doesn't make any sense. It's just one extra ham. <laughs> well, it's like Saul to Paul. I mean, it's it just, just got easier to remember. Right. Emily, but we already had a Paul, so why didn't you just remain Saul? Emily, mm, have you yeah. ever been inside a Catholic church or gone to Catholic mass? Yes. You've been, yeah, you've with been to James, mass? With my, oh. one, yeah, one of my best friends. He was raised Catholic, so I went. Okay. And I saw them like praying and getting on the floor a lot and then getting back up. And then walking up and eating some shit and then leaving. Yeah. That was basically everything. That's pretty much math. That's pretty right much math. Funny. I always thought as a kid, I thought it was really cool going to Catholic churches because they have the little flip down kneeling yeah, pads. The genuine yeah. like, kneelers. The kneelers are the worst. And we, because we never had those. Yeah, we never we had don't, that. We don't kneel in Protestant church, and so there's definitely something about the ritual, like that, like is not quite there in Protestant church services, and also for the fact that mass is like done in an instant like yeah you're so efficient and then you're out of church and on to breakfast and in protestant well, Cooper church, was saying that his was like an hour oh without question an hour every uh, wait, week hang on though but an hour from start to finish as in from the time you show up to the time you're leaving that's an hour no from start to finish of mass from the yeah from the processional to the recessional that's an, an hour. hour yeah that's like nothing yeah. that's like okay, nothing my yours? church services would at least be two hours really well yeah because yeah. you'd like oh wow you show up you file in you say hi to everybody. You do like the opening song. Someone does like a little preamble speech. They do some announcements. We do some more worship. We do some like more like maybe a missionary comes and talks a little bit. We go on to the actual sermon, which is going to be at least 45 minutes. Mm, right. Jeez. Wow. Then we go to Sunday school afterwards. All the adults go what? to their Sunday classes and then the kids go to theirs. And then we go to breakfast. So it was at least a two hour, three hour ordeal. Oh, wait, so yours was afterward. Interesting, because for us, Sunday school was the thing where, like, you start the service, and then after, like, the first few songs, 
then the, the kids, go, kids go. Well, no, that was a separate thing is that after the first few songs, then like kids under the age of like 10 or so could go right. to children's church service. But there was still separate Sunday school after the children's church service. I see. Wow. It was an ordeal. And so that was what was something I was jealous <laughs> okay. of with the Catholics is that you're just like, boom, 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 boom. We've checked all the boxes and then we go to breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we we go to the the social area of the church, mm-hmm. and somebody has made coffee cake, exactly, or usually just bought the Entenmanns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, oh, the Entenmanns right. is some good stuff. Yeah, it's an Entenmann. The, co- the Entenmanns coffee cake. Coffee cake. Ah. It's uh, you you. It's not a religious thing. It's, <laughs> it's just a, a boxed coffee cake. Emily, when you went to Catholic mass, did you take communion? No. no, they don't let okay, you. Okay, good, because oh, they, they get you? really upset with you. If you no, 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 never. Really? If you're, if you're not confirmed, you can't take communion, right? You, yeah, you, you you are barred. Yeah. If you are not confirmed, oh, I've definitely broken that rule. Have not been to church in a, a certain number of times. I mean, I remember it being awkward because I was like the only one that didn't go up there, and I was oh, just yeah, in when my you're seat sitting alone in the row. I was yeah. like, it's really yeah, that is rough. No, but yeah, my parents I, were very upset with me because the last time I went to church with them, you didn't for like a Christmas service. Uh, I just sat there, mm. and they came back and they were glaring at me because mm. I was sitting and they were kneeling. Well, and you're you, like, what? I, I mean, I, I'm obstinate. Is what it is. Yeah, I, I feel like my church services growing up were like an hour fifteen to an hour and a half. Jeez. So it's definitely not as long as yours were. It's like a practically a freaking whole day event. Um, yeah, Emily, yeah. was that the last time you were in a church when you went to mass with James? No, <laughs> no, because I've been with Jace. <laughs> who, 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 who have you been with? You, what Jason. just happened there? Sorry, my partner's name is Josh, and it's really close to Jace, and I mix the two of them up all the time. <laughs> but no, I've been to church with Jace, the really hippy dippy. Yeah, to Unitarian, or to like also not Unitarian. Sorry, I keep calling it Unitarian. You know, okay. Greek Orthodox really have the corner of- on. On church with a capital C H U. My That's... friend is Serbian Orthodox, but I've definitely never been to church with her. That would yeah. be weird. Does she See, regularly... I was also a wedding photographer for a oh, long time, so no I way. have been to mass. Many masses. Uh. And heard the Gospel of Paul more than anything Many else times. in the world. Paul's a, a big hit with weddings. We'll we'll get to that. Paul in like, is a big hit. We'll get to that in like six or seven years, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be excited for it. Yes. Um, but it does have that beautiful ending, the the faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. love. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, everyone's Aww, into that. That's sweet. Paul is actually great because he's like the least religious of all the, the uh, marriage verses. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Choose. You, yeah. you really hear the exact same verses at every wedding. Right. Right. Yeah, because that's, that's nice. I don't want to talk too much about the New Testament, though, because we're not there yet. Uh, no, in, no, spoilers. In Bible study. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, I see Emily's refilling her drink here. <laughs> That's a look at that. She's got a garnish and everything. Yeah. It is a rosemary gimlet. Oh, oh fancy. Wow. My goodness. Super fancy. It was a really it nice, like, so, okay. Yeah, since we're talking aromatic. about alcohol, I do want to circle back around. So mm-hmm. in the Catholic yeah. church, so you're drinking actual wine. Right. And yes. even as a child, right, yeah. you're taking a sip of the wine. So there's that. Well, are you though? Like, at what point do you start no, I, taking communion? Uh, first grade is first communion. Oh, you right. do. Okay, so Jeez. there's a separate thing. So it's not confirmation. There's a it's separate. Se- yeah, first communion is you also yeah, get first communion up. is when you are allowed to eat and drink Jesus. Got it. Okay. Mm, confirmation is Jesus. when you say I want to eat and drink Jesus for the rest of my life. Well, Got okay. It. Also, speaking of that, Cooper, do you think that you could 
for us and for Emily. Uh, do you think you can explain transubstantiation? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. He's so right the priest it. goes up and he holds up the giant communion wafer slash bread. The, and he says that uh, for Jesus so loved the world that he, no, no, that's something else. Uh, but he says that Jesus took the bread at the, at the last supper broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, here, this is my body. I give it to you to be, man, it's been a while and I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, but so, so he passes it around and then he takes the cup. He says, this is the cup of my blood drink, uh, deep and be, no, that's, that's stranger in a strange land, <laughs> which is also a Jesus parable. It is. Uh, but, uh, so the idea is the priest doing the ritual has taken this terrible, stale, wafer-like bread and this incredibly watered-down wine and literally, not figuratively, literally turned it into the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. That is the idea. And so we, like the disciples at the Last Supper, eat of his flesh, drink of his blood, so yes, this idea yeah, that, that it's like very strange by going through this ritual, it's like you, like it somehow actually that's you know transubstantiates. It changes substance. Yeah. It changes from it changes. wine and wafers into flesh and blood. And so actually, there was a thing recently where people were for whatever reason buying the unblessed wafers uh, from the supply stores and eating them, and the the, the Pope had to say that that's okay. Because technically they're they not Jesus yet. They haven't been turned Jeez. into Jesus yet. Wait, who's? Wait, hang on. Who? Who? Who uh, are no, the people? I will tell you. Probably the same teenagers who eat Tide Pods. <laughs> I will you tell you right now. It's very different from the people who eat Tide Pods. Okay, in my senior year of college, there were four of us who moved into a, a house, and at that house, we got you know mail from the previous people who lived there, and one of those was a church catalog. Oh my god! That included. We could order pulpits of all different types, as well as like different sorts of like vestments. Your your two-year-old self would be having a heyday. Right? Like different sorts of vestments. Yeah, yeah, you would stand on your dump truck. You do your your preacher LARPing. (laughs) Different sorts of, of, you know, vestments and robes and like other church paraphernalia, like literally a a catalog marketed to churches. But one of the things in there was you could, or several of the things were you could order packets of the communion wafers. You could also, and like different types. So it's like, because I went to a bunch of different churches growing up. We had some that were like little pellets, some that were like the little round wafers like they have in Catholic Mm -hmm. churches. We had the little pellets. Right. So there's different ones. And then you could oh. order those little plastic shot glasses like yeah, you were talking about stuck in our eyeballs, that you would yeah. have the, the grape juice in. <laughs> um, anyway, you could order all of these things through the catalog. Oh my and, God. and we very seriously were like, do we do we order this? And I guess luckily for our souls, uh, we were broke. And so we didn't end up spending the money to buy all the communion wafers. But yeah, that's a good point, though, that they're not. Well, Jesus I want, I want yet, to point out so that okay. I just shared a link. In the group chat to an Amazon Prime listing for Broadman wow. Church Communion White wow. Wafers, yeah. box of a thousand. This wow. this was before Amazon was quite as popular. So, well, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that you and or your audience could, could order their own them. communion how, wafers, well, hey, how much literally, and back? have them in two days. Yeah, uh, but they of... won't be Jesus. No, no, 
No. We would need until a priest, a priest to do that. makes them Jesus. Yeah. No, that is That's a clever. I, I like that. It's like a little extra. It's like um, you know, two factor security on your <laughs> Gmail account, <laughs> right? It's like maybe you have the yeah, password. It is, it is two factor authentication. But if you don't, the priest is the phone <laughs> exactly. But if you don't have the priest to give you the authentication codes, they don't become Jesus. So it's okay. <laughs> Well, I think with that, you know, it can yeah, be dangerous for demons if they are Jesus, because mm. all you have to do is hold them against their forehead, and then uh, they, they burn. Uh, well, I didn't even know that one. I didn't know communion wafers did that too. That's cool. Well, like literally every Jesus thing uh, can be used can, in the. I suppose. I, mean, I suppose if it is his body, oh, that really? would be pretty damaging to yeah. demons. Yeah. yeah. I've watched a lot of Supernatural, so that's mostly where my... Well, that's not going to give you, like, anything <laughs> even approaching, like, legitimate... And, and I use the term legitimate loosely here. Uh, exorcism. Uh, because the Catholics are very big on exorcism. Yeah. I mean, officially not anymore, but at one well, point they were. Even so, we have a lot of exorcists still in the ring. That's true. That's mm. true. We don't talk about it, but we have a lot of them. All right. Well, yes. On that note, with on the that, demon possession note. Yes. Thank you so much for, for drinking and hanging out with us, Cooper. <laughs> Thank my, you, Cooper. My pleasure. All right, Cooper, where can our listeners find more of you if they're interested in checking out more of your stuff? Well, if they're interested in, in sex positivity and sexuality at all, they should go to cooperspeckett.com. If they are interested in me ranting about politics, you can find me on any social network at Cooper S. Beckett. And there is a lot of political discussion there. So, All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode of Drunk Bible Study. Uh, if you're here in our Patreon community and you're enjoying this, uh, or if you're not, honestly, let us know what you'd like to hear. Uh, the reason why we have this community is so we can connect with you and learn what types of guests you want to have, uh, how you want to shape this program, and what it is you like about it. So thank you so much for being involved and being a part of this amazing community. And we look forward to hearing from you. See you on the next episode. Bye.